The Detroit Red Wings lose Robbie Fabry for the remainder of the season and then immediately get shut out by the Calgary Flames three to nothing. You're locked on Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We're your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Scotty, of course, hosts over at Lockdown Tigers, and stuff is starting to pop off in the MLB. Scotty is happier than ever. I'm so happy baseball is back, man. I really am. I'm so happy. Yeah, we, there's uh, actually stuff going on. Players are all reported to camp now. Spring training starts this Friday. What a time. Yeah, and... uh at least you got that going on in your life because uh, the Red Wings are spiraling, Scotty. Absolutely yeah. spiraling. And we're going to talk right. about that tonight or on today's episode, rather, tonight for us while we're recording this. Uh, but first, I got to thank you guys for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. Um, today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. Um, Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online. Where the game starts. There it is. Just the ever little subtle bet online for the uh, for the top of the show sponsor. All right, Scotty. Before we get into that abysmal Calgary Flames Detroit Red Wings game, uh, we got to talk about Robbie Fabry and the fact that I'm gutted, man. I'm absolutely gutted for this man. He just earned himself a three-year, $4 million year extension, like, what, two months ago? And then during the game against the Minnesota Wild, he tore his ACL in his left knee, which if you're anyone who's ever familiar with sports, that's a season-ending injury, and honestly, for a lot of players, a career-altering injury. And why I'm so gutted, I'd be gutted no matter who tore their ACL, because that's awful, awful injury. I've never experienced it for myself, but from what I hear from people who have, one of the worst injuries you can ever have, because, I mean, it's your knee. It's one of the most important joints you use, because you have to use it every yeah. day just to walk. It's everything that that the fascinating thing about the the torn ACL is you can, you can walk in a – you can walk, A, and you can walk in a straight line. You can run in a straight line with, with a torn ACL. But the second you want to turn just gives out completely. It's, oh. it's, it's all anything that has, that's not in an, in an exact straight line. It's, it's donezo. I just thinking about that, man, it's giving me like the shivers. I just, it, it's an injury I never want to experience. And this is Robbie Fabry's third torn ACL in his career. The torn ACL is basically what chased him out of St. Louis because he was a high, a fairly highly touted prospect with St. Louis towards ACL and his right knee twice. By the time he came back from both those injuries, he didn't have a spot in the lineup anymore, which is what ended up um, getting him traded to the Detroit Red Wings. And, you know, for the Jacob De La Rose deal, I just, for this to have, have happened again after he basically revitalized his career with the Detroit Red Wings really, really sucks, especially when he's having as good of a year as he's having. I mean, this so far this season, he's got 
30 points in 56 games played, 17 goals, 13 assists. He's been a good player. He's got an expected goal score percentage so far this season of I had it up earlier. Uh, his his relative, since I have it right here in front of me, is 0. .06. So relative to his teammates, he's just barely a positive asset. And then his expected goals for percentage in general is a 47, which is like two points higher than the Red Wings themselves. So in terms of relative to the Wings themselves, he's a positive influence on the ice. So for a player like that, who's fought back to get back to where he is, man, I'm absolutely gutted. Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, and especially again, when you consider the you know his history with that kind of stuff it is that that sucks man and you said it's the other knee right it's, yeah uh, i i heard that so he tore the acl twice in his right knee with st louis and now it's his left knee so it's like is that that's tough man that sucks that really does suck and man i like i i, I hate injuries more than anything man i really do that that, that stuff's so sad um Hopefully, though, I mean, he's he's bounced back from from it in the other knee twice. So hopefully, there's a there's he has the ability, you know, just to go through recovery, go through physical rehab and everything, and uh, hopefully next season can can come back and and I mean, from a Red Wings perspective, it's it's devastating too. I mean, not the. I mean, the fact that you just signed to an extension, like that's just ill timing. Uh, but that's that's nobody's fault at all. So like, whatever that you know, that kind of stuff happens. It sucks, but it but it happens. And there's nothing that says he can't come back and be just as productive as he was before it. Uh, just gonna missing the rest of this season doesn't even really matter at this point. It's mostly yeah. just gonna be how long it takes him to come back into and next nice season more than anything. Uh, but missing the rest of this season really means nothing at this point. Um, but I, I, I think, you know, we, we talked about when Verona came back, how much that would help the depth, <laughs> right? We talked about, oh, like we're getting a, another winger. We get to drop some people back. Our depth is going to be the best it's been all year. And then Bob's your uncle. So, and yeah, my next question was going to be like, what's the timeline on this type of injury? Like, is he going to be able to make it back for the start of next season, which would be in September? That's you know, a six month recovery period, I guess, technically the start of next season would be in October. So it'd be, you know, a seven month recovery period from yeah, recording this on March. 14th. Even that, that would be, I mean, that you, you would likely then he wouldn't play any of the preseason and you're just going to have his first game back from a torn ACL, just be yeah. like, you know, the home opener or whatever, 17 minutes on opening night. Yeah. Like probably not. Um, but that being said, it's like I said, the silver lining is a missing the rest of the season doesn't really matter. The the wings are out of it, whatever. It's not really that big of a deal as far as the trajectory of the organization pretty much means nothing. And so he's going to have all of the rest of the season, all the off season, obviously. I, I guess. I don't know, man. Like, like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's really tough to talk about because it's it's not an injury you can really put a good timetable on. It's well, another, it's just so inconsistent. We've seen, and especially, you know, from sport to sport, position to position, it's it's so, well, and it here's, varies so much from here's everybody. what I'll say to that, though, is 
he has already come back from two torn ACLs and has been as productive of a player as he has. Over half point per game with the Detroit Red Wings, yep. a top six forward the majority of the season, to the point that he has earned himself a three-year contract extension, which means that Steve Eiserman viewed Robbie Fabry as a part of this team going forward. He was signed through the 25-2026 season because the extension doesn't start till next season. So Steve Eiserman viewed and looked at Robbie Fabry and said, this is a guy that's part of our future. He did that after having two torn ACLs. He revitalized his career after two torn ACLs. So there is nothing to say that after the third torn ACL, he can't do the same thing. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. I, 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 I think there are, there have, there's enough history within his past and there's enough history just with modern medicine and, and everything uh, I, I think that there's a – I'm not too worried about him coming back and being half a point, just a whatever, 0.6 a game. I'm not too worried about him re uh, getting that production back. It's just, you know, he, at three torn ACLs and he's still relatively young in the he's grand in scheme of things. Mid-20s. Like, yeah, like 25, 26. Like, I, it's uh, – it's I'm sure it's scary for him and and it's it's it just sucks man it really does just suck and and I hope that he has a pretty quick recovery and can be you know a productive part of the team next year and and again like he's not going to miss all the next season or anything it's not anything crazy like that but um it's definitely going to make the first couple of months of next year interesting and then easing him back in and all that mm-hmm. it's just it's it's uh, it sucks for everybody. Well, and his presence was definitely missed on Saturday. Having not having him and Tyler Bertuzzi sucked. Uh, and we're going to talk about that game uh, against the Calgary Flames in a moment. But first, we got to talk to you guys today about Athletic Greens. They are, you know, they're they're new sponsor that we have about and it helps support gut health. And I know you, Scotty, have been using it every day yeah. since we got these in the mail. I've been a little bit more inconsistent with it. What it like you say that like you've actually been liking it so far. Can you explain a little bit why? Yeah, no, it's uh it's I think it's awesome. I really do. Yeah, uh, they they sent all the hosts uh you know like I don't know a care package thing full of all the products that they have to uh so that we could better articulate, you know, experience it and better articulate the the selling points of it, but it it really is it's it's just you you pour it in water and you drink it but like first thing you do right when you wake up every morning is you drink it it's you know 10 to 12 ounces something like that of of uh of just this powder mixed with water and it it has like 75 different vitamins and minerals in it like it's (laughs) it's it's like seriously 75 like it's it's crazy it's supposed to give you and everything you need uh from a day-to-day basis and yeah I, i have it uh, first thing in the morning, every morning. And it's, um, it's awesome. And it's, it's something that pretty early on, I started noticing a difference just in like how I felt throughout the day, like stuff as simple as that. Um, and yeah, I, I absolutely love it. And I will absolutely be, be re-upping when my, when my initial care package here runs out, but it's, uh, it's, it's very easy. It's literally, again, it's literally just like 10 ounces of water that that every morning and uh and the the benefits for me have been incredible and like i said in the last time we talked about it 
Uh, a couple of my buddies are like really big into um, like one of my buddies is literally a personal trainer and he like freaked out when I told him that they <laughs> sent us like that. He's like, oh, that's so cool. Like, yeah, it's amazing kind of thing. So um, there's st- like a lot of athletes are getting on the wave. I know Tarek Skubal just posted like a thing a couple of days ago of him uh, like saying that he just got his first box. Like, oh, it's- okay, now I'm sold. <laughs> no, but like seriously, like when you see professional athletes like this is stuff they take it's like okay well that's a little bit like it gives it a little bit of um what's the validity yeah validity yes yeah no it's it's definitely i'm a writer it's it's cool though like it is (laughs) there it is it's uh it's 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 cool though and it's like i said it's super practical it's super easy um and i like don't even forget anymore like i wake up and i i think like hey i like i i want to like do this so Your i eyes yeah, open and you go I've where's my athletic single, greens every single morning yeah it's it's very cool <laughs> so at this point you guys are probably wondering what the heck is this stuff in all reality he gave you a little bit of a of a rundown but with one delicious scoop of athletic greens you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics and aptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. So when you use Athletic Greens, it's a lifestyle friendly. It's lifestyle friendly whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. And it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews recommended by professional athletes, much like Scotty's uh, Scotty's per- per- personal trainer friend, and as you've just heard, Tarek Skubal, apparently. Um, trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. Just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To, ta- to, mi- to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily insurance. Scotty, let's start talking about this Detroit Red Wings game against the Calgary Flames, a game which we actually forgot to preview because we were so disgusted at that Minnesota Wild game. Now, it was a good game. The Red Wings played really hard, but we, we were ranting a lot because of what happened to Lucas Raymond. And then there was a lot to just break down. And at the end of the recording, we're like, wait, we've got to preview the Calgary Flames game on Saturday. We're like, oh, we'll, we'll recap it. I don't want to recap it, Scotty. <laughs> I don't want to do it, buddy. Don't make me yeah, do it. Yeah, not great. Not great, Bob. And I feel like we've been saying that so much lately. This Detroit, like the Detroit Red Wings, and I, you know what? And there is an argument to be made, but the Detroit Red Wings, in my opinion, have been spiraling a lot lately. I said that on Twitter after that loss, and I got a response back that said, are they really spiraling or is this just who they are and that they've been overperforming all year? And I think that's a kind of a fair argument to make. Yeah. I mean, uh, hmm, depend. Nah, I don't know. Uh, it's like a little bit of, how, how a little bit of the season. Are we like three quarters at this point? Okay. And, and when do you think the spiraling started? Like 10 after the Philadelphia Flyers game literally started 10 games ago. So you think that 
what we actually are is less than half the season and we were overperforming for more than half the season? I think to some degree we were. I think a select few players were highly overperforming, um, which helped propel them to where they're at. I, agree I don't that. think they're I don't think they're this bad either. Sure. I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle. But Fair this enough. spiral they're on now is really I just I, I have a hard time with like this is what they actually are when do you see they're my TV just bad. freak out right there? Yeah, I'm watching your screen, your face. What is happening? Sliding. Nothing is on the TV. You're being assaulted. It's just like flashing. I don't know what's going on. This is really kind of scaring me at the moment. There's a lot, <laughs> like my like it's a black screen. Like there's nothing on TV, and then it just flashes white at me. So scared that you keep like pulling your hoodie to cover more. Okay, of your face. well this is yeah. Can I? Okay, I, we, this is live, guys. This is happening right now. This. Um, <laughs> the... <laughs> Calgary Flames. Yes. Column A, column B. Well, no, I, I just have a hard time with, like, if something is more than half the season, I feel, you know what I mean? Like, if this, if we started off hot for like two months and then dipped down to, you know, reality, quote unquote, be like, okay, yeah, we probably just got off to a hot start and this is where we're actually at. But I mean, we were, we were at or above 500, you know, over halfway through the season. And I think, I think you're right. I think at the end of the day, it probably is somewhere in the middle. We probably were overperforming, but I also don't think we're nine to two to the Coyotes bad either. Like, no, I, God, I no. It's, I think that it is. Um, it is probably just a when it rains, it pours kind well, of a thing. And, and so, honestly, part of it indirectly might have to do with the Bruins pulling ahead because we saw them beat a lot of good teams, go on a little bit of a run there. When Cider made the comments, like everybody in the locker room, like we all still think we're in the playoffs. We believe that like we're going to catch them. Everybody in the locker room believes we're going to catch them. And then they go on a week break. And then Boston goes on a five-game win streak while you have a week off and take a, and catch up in all the games in hand. They go out to a huge points lead. You come back from the break and and disaster pretty much happens like i maybe maybe you know lack of motivation i don't know i'm spitballing but like it, it has certainly not been great yeah and i mean a three nothing loss to the first place in the pacific division calgary flames with a record of 36 16 and 7 you, you know it's not necessarily a surprising loss and i'm not going to say it is and we knew this stretch of the schedule was going to be extremely rough the Arizona Coyotes are supposed to be the, the the break in there, and they the worst loss came to them of all teams. But there is it is definitely a spiral. They're they're playing worse than they have in a long time. This is like two maybe even worse than 2019 Red Wings levels of bad because they in the last they're two and eight in the last ten games, Scotty. I'm talking about like right now, not on the season. But they're, <laughs> well, no, they're, two, they're two and eight in the last ten games, and those two wins came in an overtime or shootout. So they're not even regulation wins. In that span, Scotty, in 10 games, they've given up 54 goals. They have been, on average, given up 5.4 goals a game while only scoring three goals a game. 5.4 goals a game. And they, here's the thing is, and we've talked about it, it's a continuation of problems that they've had all season long. Well, they yeah, the defense is well, the, horrid. Okay, the defense is, that's the one consistent, that's throughout this, this loss, losing streak, this 2-8 and eight streak, 
that has been the one constant that's never gotten better. But there's been other vari- variables, too, that just doesn't fix. One, your effort changes on a day-in and day-out b- basis. They showed no effort against the Coyotes, balled out against the Wild, and had a tough loss. Then their effort against the Calgary Flames seemingly disappeared again. Goaltending's been an issue. They, their goaltending lately, have, and we talked about it last week, Nadelkovich and Grice have been all over the place in terms of performance. This game is a prime example. Grice came in relief of Nadelkovich against uh Two games ago uh, against Arizona, let in two goals on three shots. To this game, he makes 40 saves. <laughs> so, like, the consistency is not there. So, this is a game where goaltending showed up, but the scoring disappeared. Like, absolutely disappeared. And it's just, it's become so frustrating to watch. Because the pieces, besides the the defense is just going to be one of those things that is going to have to get fixed in the offseason, through prospects finding their way to the National Hockey League through trades, through signings, stuff like that, because the defense just needs a, a complete overhaul. But the forward core has potential. And granted, we we were hardcore missing Bertuzzi and Fabry. And we already talked about Fabry. The Bertuzzi thing we've talked about at length, our opinions on him not being able to play in Canada. We talked about that early in the season. You guys can hear our takes on that. We're pretty blatant how we feel. And then it's just, but besides that, you know, you got Jacob Vron on the third line still. Which doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, it just why can't the effort, the goal scoring, and the goaltending all appear all at once? And it's like it's got to give at some point. They're not going to keep playing this bad forever this season. I believe that, but it has been so hard to watch them because you know what they're capable of, and they're just not pulling it off. Yeah, I mean, you, I don't know, like. I, I have to keep reminding myself that this season, even if we have a brutal last quarter of the season, is still a pretty big step in the right direction. And more good than bad came out of this season. Um, and I think at the end of the day, this is a step in the team growing process. You have a lot of pieces that show flashes of being really good. You have you have Ned, who's shown flashes of being really good. You yeah, have was, uh, not even flashes. He was good for the majority of the season, right. and we Absolutely. think it might be workload related. Why he's you have a, you have a top six that shown flashes and pretty consistently at one point as well was was incredibly productive. You have one singular defenseman that has shown brilliancy, right? Like you have all this stuff that. That is consistently inconsistent, and <laughs> Good way part of, of part of of growing as a team, and and part of coming out of a rebuild is all of those things, uh, not just flashing anymore, and just being good like we've seen flashes of them being good okay well the next step is them being good all the time and i think that at the end of the day this is probably just a step in the growing process yeah absolutely um transition here we're gonna continue this conversation but first i gotta talk to you guys about battle online see that's how i should always do it if i don't know what i'm gonna say i'm gonna talk more about this but first a sponsor it's that time of the year again as college basketball's College basketball's tournament is finally upon us from all the latest odds, contests, and player props. BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. 
Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online. Bet online. Where the game starts. Also, got to talk to you guys today about Built Bar. This is the time of year where we've all pretty, I mean, guys, it's, it's mid-March at this point. New Year's resolutions are out the window. But when it comes to Built Bars, I guarantee you're still eating them. Why? Because it's almost like you're not even eating a candy or a, a protein bar. It's like you're eating a candy bar because how good they taste. If, have you tra- if you haven't tried their puffs yet, you need to. Uh, you're missing out if you haven't. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're so good. These are going to be your new favorites. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which normally has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So at Built.com, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first and figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but gosh darn, they always manage to do it. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, Scotty. So did you know after the first period, the Red Wings had one shot on goal while getting outshot in 19? Yeah, it's really bad, man. That's really bad. And this is what I'm talking about with when it comes to effort. And like, Okay, so granted, two of your six top forwards, sneaky. Um, you see that mute job, though? Yeah, that Ooh, was amazing. Whip. I didn't hear it at all. He sneezed, guys. If you're, if you're not watching, he sneezed. And like right as he sneezed, he muted it didn't catch it but now everyone knows you I, sneezed that. I was literally i was like oh, oh and i was trying to find the button really quick <sighs> i've announced it to the world now so your efforts were in vain everyone knows you sneezed oh no people are still impressed by it <laughs> so yeah the red wings just couldn't couldn't get any offense going i don't know granted like i said missing two of your two of your six top forwards hurts but it's one of those things where you got to rise above it. You know, you can't use those as crutches, as excuses to why you didn't perform. Regardless no. of any of that, one shot against in that, in that first period, and then to have only five shots on net after two periods is absolutely embarrassing. Yeah, no, it's, it's horrid. And there's, you know, if, if, if you get goodness gravy. Yeah, look at that. That's all situations. Wow. So what I just that put up on the screen, brutal dog. totally cutting Scotty off. Sorry about that, buddy. Um, I threw the heat map up and the Red Wings have nothing but green in the entire zone. But if you notice, Scotty, look at where there's not color in front of the net and inside the circles. The Calgary <laughs> Flames played such perfect defense that the Red Wings weren't able to get any shots in the slot. They have a couple in the high slot, but... M- they're, the majority of their shots came from outside the danger areas, along the boards and up by the blue line. Meanwhile, what do you see with the Calgary Flames team map? It's uh, there. There's literally <laughs> there's literally a straight line of red from right on the goal, like like the 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 goalposts basically straight through the ice all the way almost to the blue line is just all a, a, a straight line of red there's more yellow and red on that heat map than there is green correct it's, you could say you could say it's a sea of red because that's wow the yeah that was that was good man so i just wanted to throw that out there because 
this really helps visualize how poultry the uh, Red Wings uh, offense was in that game. Now your point. Sorry, I cut you off with the heat. No, I mean, like, <laughs> man, that's brutal. That's really tough. Um, I my, my point is just that th- there's – okay, you, you get outshot like like 22 to 30. You'd be like, all right, like we didn't have our best players, whatever. <laughs> you got outshot – what 19 to one did you say 19 to one after the first period yeah like that's i I don't don't, you got nhl players on your team that just shouldn't be a thing like that's and that that's horrible everything that's horrible defense the other team's on pace for 60 shots you're you're on you're on pace you're on on pace to lose the shot on that battle 60 to three so congratulations and yeah can, like you're banged up, your roster's banged up. I get that. You got you just called up Luke Wukowski and Taro Hirose. Wukowski, who played in the game. Um, it, it's just I, I I struggle to, especially with the stretch that they're on when they've had the players. Like even when they had Robbie Fabry and Tyler Bertuzzi, they still were struggling against teams. So I struggled. I struggle to use these injuries and the inability to play in Canada as an excuse as to why the team is playing so poorly. I mean, Thomas Grice balled out in this game. An insane bounce back effort from a guy who's been struggling a lot lately, who we were critical of just two days ago, made 40 saves when all he did all game long was get peppered. You saw that heat map. So many shots, and he balled out. It was one to nothing into the third period. And the only reason, and mind you, the Red Wings actually started playing a lot better hockey in the third period. Um, I think they had 15 of their ended up 20 shots came in the third. <laughs> and then so the, bad, their, their momentum, <laughs> momentum in air quotes stopped because they got a penalty. Flames scored on the power play. If it weren't for Thomas Grice, none of that would have happened. Yeah, no, I mean this could have been a lot uglier than it even than it even was, and it was already pretty damn ugly. Um, I I just I what do you what do you do? You know, like this is just a frustrate. And like you said, strides have been made this season. You look at the bigger picture. You stay. You keep your eyes on the bigger picture. Good things are coming. But living in the moment now is really frustrating. Yeah, unbelievably. And and the thing that continues to be the most frustrating is the in, inability to to defend anything. Uh, anything, man. It's it's so exhausting. Absolutely. There is one other player on the team that had a positive like an, a, a, was damn good in this game. Um and that was Vlad Nemesnikov who played on the top line with Dylan Mark raising trade Raymond. value, raising trade value, dude. So the Red Wings had 20 shots in this game. His expected goals for percentage in this game, 75. When he was on the ice, the Red Wings had 75% of their high quality that, scoring chances. I was trying to think is, have we seen anything higher than that? Not out of an individual player performance this season. I was going to say that. I mean, since we started looking, that seems like it's comfortably the highest we've talked about. Yeah, there was. Um, I mean, you get into the 60s, you're talking about a hell of a game, man. His, I mean, his Corsi 4 was 20 shots for nine against. And granted, he played on the top line. Larkin and Raymond, you know, had offensively, you know, they produced more shots on the ice than when they weren't on the ice in this game as a whole. Um, but Nemestikov, especially had a stellar game at preventing shots against and creating shots for. He was just excellent on the ice. 
Of course, that didn't really amount to much. I mean, I'll, I'll even throw up the hockey stat card just so you can see how damn bet much better he was from the rest of his teammates. As long as I find the button that lets me do that. Submit um, form. Submit form. I mean, it's it's night and day. The rest of his teammates oh, are all in the negative. gracious. Now, mind you, Scotty. So here's the hockey stat card for those who aren't watching. Everyone else. So Jordan Osterley is all the way at the bottom at like minus two and a half. Uh impact on that game it's i've said it before it's just an accumulation of numbers it just creates a number to tell you how big of a positive or negative impact nemestikov's at one he's not really that high up but when you compare that to the what his teammates were doing yeah he's pretty damn high I man valeno horrible game heronic horrible game i mean everyone I, i'm not going to list the entire roster everybody had a horrible game except I mean, for lucas raymond was your second best player and it was a net zero because he was bad defensively and offensively but good individually and miscellaneously gives you a right. net zero score so it's like yeah. kind of evens out um yeah but that's just my point like so you have the hockey stat card and natural stat trick both backing up that vlad domestikov had a good game which matches the eye test good to see didn't do anything in the end Still lost three to nothing. Two and eight in the last ten. It's rough, man. Well, you had five shots in two periods, so I just i I really need this team to be good again. <laughs> we're getting there. I, we I, are I, now. Like we said, we're taking steps. Yeah, and like I'm very frustrated today, tonight, because it's a it's been a long. 10 games of just getting brutally annihilated by team after team after team. But how much of this season have we spent upbeat and in a good mood because they have taken huge strides forward? Absolutely. They're yeah. No, I, it, I know it's hard in the heat of the moment, but it is at the end of the season. Every single fan is going to look back and be like, this is a successful year. It's a hard, it's a tough funk. It's a really bad funk, but they'll, they'll get through it. They're not going to end the game season on like a 20 game losing streak. You know, they're going to get one win and that's going to help build some momentum and going forward. Plus this, eventually this stretch of really rough teams, one after another is going to end. Of course it did end against. Hey, chill, 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 chill. The cynicism creeping back in Scotty. Chill. You got to save me from myself. On to Edmonton. On Edmonton, baby. Uh, we'll preview that one for you guys tomorrow. Uh, Scotty, any final thoughts, man? Um, Uh, not really. Baseball I'm tired. We ball. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back with a new episode tomorrow. Same time, same place. To your team. Every day. Every day.